What's going on, people? Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of the Canoe Creative Spotlight. As always, I'm your host, Chris, bringing you the amazing creatives from all over the world that may be near you. And today's no exception, as we're talking to Mr. Remy Morales, a world-traveling photographer and drone operator who has seen, shot, and filmed some of the world's most amazing sites from over 33 countries. We got lucky enough to keep him in one spot long enough to talk to him. So, Remy, thank you so much for talking to us. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Support the community, love the community. Absolutely, absolutely, man. Thank you so much for being here with us today. As always, the Creative Spotlight is about the creatives and giving you a little time to shine. Speak your mind and share your grind. Let the people know about yourself. All right, well, my name is Remy from Queens, New York. Um, I had the opportunity in the last five years to travel to 33 countries. Um, from that point, you know, photography came into the picture, videos, drones. So, I mean, what better way to document your travels than actually have tools to do that? So that's what, that's what I've been doing the last five years and I hope to continue it for forever. Absolutely, bro. It's uh, the type of footage you catch is amazing, bro. Honestly, it's like one of those type of things that offers a whole new perspective of the world and sees things that you would probably never get to see a couple of years back. Um, so how exactly did you make that transition from being like a world photographer and then getting into drone operation? Like, how did you do it and what do you use to do it? Well, I mean, when I first bought my first camera, it, you know, it was such an exciting time at the time. And I bought the uh, Sony a6500 at first and I started shooting, 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 shooting. And actually I had a GoPro first. <laughs> and so I was doing video, then I got a camera. And then the transition was pretty easy because once I learned how to use um, the, the camera that I had, getting into the drones was like, okay, there's aperture, there's there's all these little things that are the same on the actual drone that I had first, which is um, the DJI Phantom 4 Pro. So the transition was pretty, pretty cool, pretty chill, but um, now I'm in the air. So now the perspective is different. I mean, it was just that first time just flying a drone and seeing how it was from up there was like the game changer. I knew that was a that was what I wanted to do right away. Absolutely, man. I remember when we first met, you know, when you were first doing it, it was much more of a kind of like blocky type of thing where it's really huge and then you were able to kind of just get these really slow moving cinematic shots whereas now you're using like these goggle things uh and you're able to like zoom past and all these different maneuvers like what what has changed over the years and just drone technology and making those type of things possible right so at the time i started fpv which is where you fly with the goggles was was already around um, but it was so, so new. I mean, it's still very new in a sense, like things are changing constantly every week, every month. So, I mean, going from the Phantom 4 Pro, which is the big one you're talking about, um, to where I am at now is, is such a huge difference. I mean, like you said, the Phantom 4 Pro, the Mavics are very cinematic. You're, you're kind of limited to the way you can control the aircraft. And once I saw what FPV was at some point, I knew that I needed to transition into that at some point to become like an ultimate pilot, you know, cause you have full manual control. Like you said, you can go through, you can fly through things. You can literally do whatever you want as you can be as creative as you want. You have all control over this and we build them as well. So it's kind of cool, you know, that you get to pick the parts and what you need and, and feel it out and tune your craft, your aircraft and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, Going from that to that, 
and being in the goggles just was the game changer. And people now want to see that interaction with nature where you're getting on a tree, you're getting through a tree, you're going through a building, you're going through this, that, you know, they want to see that more than more than anything. I mean, trust me, the other ones still, I still use them. You know, I still, I get hired for gigs for that because they need those slow moving shots or they need some, you know, just a cinematic feel for that. So for sure, it's it's still a tool that's there, but um, but FPV is, if, if any pilots want to get into it, I would say, if you have stick time and you think you can do it, I mean, it's like a video game. So it's, it's I mean, to compare a little bit, but um, it's 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 definitely the way to go if I, if I was gonna get into drones, if I was anybody right now. Yeah, man, I mean, I've seen you do it. Obviously, you've seen the footage, you know, I've seen you guys do it. And it's just, it just looks, it looks just like a video game. You know, it looks like you're playing like a VR type of thing. And it's just really dope. I can only imagine what that looks like from in there to kind of be fully immersed in that whole world and from these heights and everything. Um, you know, obviously you've traveled to over 33 countries, you know, you're always on, you're always on the go, seeing new people, meeting new cultures and stuff. Um, you know, how would you say, you know, being a drone operator, especially, how would you say people react to that type of, that type of thing, especially in places where maybe that technology is foreign to them? And uh, what type of creative connections have you been able to make like overseas and in other places? Well, just drones in general create attention. I mean, they're pretty noisy at the end of the day. Um, once somebody sees this robot flying in the air, they're like, what is, it? you know, uh, Vietnam was pretty cool with Brian, actually. Uh, the cool thing about that was we went to like a banana field and you can see that probably the farmers there don't even own a cell phone, you know? So they're just seeing this, this like machine flying in the air past their banana trees and stuff is it's pretty pretty cool but in, in general like the love for it is usually 90 percent of the time um you're gonna get people to be in love with the drone like wow what is that what what how fast does it go you know like they would ask so many questions they're so intrigued and um one of the coolest ones was in thailand i was on the border of uh, laos and uh, thailand up north and these gentlemen just like 10 of them are just surrounded surrounding me while i'm flying the drone they're so interested in it you know even though there's a language barrier you know with your eyes you can still see what something is so that's that's amazing thing to connect with other people out there and in terms of connections i mean um th there's so many good photographers out there right with a camera i mean just travel photographers or there's some beasts out there but when it comes to the drone it's like it adds another layer to connecting with people so i feel like it's it's just been really crazy uh, the amount of people that i've been able to connect with with because of the drone in a sense you know more than the camera you know people are more intrigued by the drone so yeah the, the connections are endless around the world due to that um and so for example in, in um and i was in lisbon in portugal and uh I was just flying my drone literally outside of my Airbnb. I'm trying to get some views and stuff. And um, this guy comes up to me with a little dog and he's like super intrigued by it, just watching the drone fly and all this. I land and then we start speaking and uh, I find that he's Cuban actually. He moved to Portugal like 20 years prior to that. And this was about three years ago. And he literally from that point was like, have you been here before? I was like, no, he, he literally 
took me everywhere in Lisbon that was the best places in Lisbon to go to and then to shoot with the drone as well. So it was pretty dope to like see even people that are not creatives um, go ahead and say, hey, like, like, let's go hang out. Let's go. Let's go do this. Let's, let me show you around my side over here so you can get you can go back home with that footage and show how beautiful this place is to other people as well. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it seems like being a drone operator or a, just a photographer in general seems to be kind of like a, a cultural icebreaker, just a way to pull people's interest in and, and make them feel a little bit more comfortable with you and you feel more comfortable with them. Uh, that type of thing is usually what deters people from traveling outside of the country and, and you know, breaking outside of their own comfort zone. It's just that unfamiliarity. And it's really dope that you have a way in and it's probably what has excelled you to be the world traveler that you are. Um, you know, being in the, the world that you're in, obviously as a photographer and drone operator, you've obviously met a lot of great people. And, you know, have you made any great business connections? Anyone that, you know, is recurring in, in your life to this day? Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, it, it might not be just a business connection, but it can be a human connection in a sense in which, like, I have friends all over the world now that know that I fly drones and, and they support it. And at the same time, when I need to be where they are, let's say, or I want to go where they are, they're there to show me around. They make the time, you know, it's, it's just amazing to have friends all over the world that are they're going to be able to, to like show you you might not know them for your whole entire life but no matter what it's a it's a friendship that would be forever in a sense but in terms of business connections yeah of course i mean i have my friend uh, manoon in in thailand who's like last year alone uh was in thailand six times and he was helping me make money over there you know by putting me onto certain things we were shooting hotels we were shooting different locations the and boxes, my other friend Juan. Yeah, the Juan, Juan, the Muay Thai gym. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Thailand is probably my biggest connection in terms of countries outside of the U.S. Um, where like I, I, I definitely have business connections in terms of shooting with the drone or with photography or whatnot. Nah, dude. I mean, it's you're definitely uh, an international guy. Like you know, we all know it. You know, as we always see it, and you know, we respect it because that's that's just a way to really not just expand what you do, but make valid connections with people from different cultures. You get all this great footage that you would probably not get here in the states. Um, you know, are, are there any type of, uh, I know you've been to so many different places, but are there still places on your list of places you want to go and shoot? I mean, there's the, the list is endless because I only, I've only been doing FPV seven months now. Right. So think about it. Like this whole COVID-19 happened and I've only been to the two countries since COVID happened. And that's when I started FPV technically. So I've only been able to fly two countries with it. So I want to replay almost everything I've already been to. Uh, I want to go to China still, you know, I mean, there's like crazy views there. Uh, Turkey, China, New Zealand, back to Iceland, you know, I mean, these are just like a couple that I'm naming, but FPV is, there's just endless opportunity to shoot amazing stuff anywhere. So I want to go everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. I, don't, I mean, I don't blame you, bro. I mean, like, the, I definitely understand that, though, because, I mean, this is, like, a whole new aspect of, you know, of being able to shoot environments. So I could imagine you doing exactly what you said, like, going back to places you've already been, probably a lot, and, uh, and getting 
all this new type of footage that you probably weren't able to get before. Um, yeah, man. So, I mean, uh, like what's on the horizon for you right now? Obviously COVID has shut down a lot of things for us and, uh, you know, it's made things really difficult, but like, what are some things that you're looking forward to in the near future? Anything you have set up in the future? Yeah. I mean, right. Uh, just, just this past, uh, few days, um, we were able to shoot with the new GoPro, like it's pretty crazy. So that that's coming out. Like that's, that's going to be out there for everybody to see. Um, and I mean, it's just it, technically I'm, I'm kind of on the go right now. You know, it's it, the way everything is. So you just don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I'm just kind of going with the flow and what, and, and I just hope that, um, the opportunities keep coming in where this thing might set up this thing and this thing might set up that thing and then start traveling again with that, with the FPV or whatnot. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's gonna, there's always gonna be stuff. I'm, I shoot almost every week, almost every day, something that I have in the back burner, you know, so like I can bring out there for posts and stuff. So definitely, I mean, we're, we're shooting, actually, we're gonna shoot some parkour guys. Mm. So that's, that's, that's really the next project. That, yeah. Yeah, so, so some FPV with some parkour in some abandoned places so it's gonna be pretty dope and these kids these kids are really good so i'm excited for that that sounds dope man that sounds dope bro i i know that you ain't gonna let this get in your way obviously the real creatives out there are pushing and finding new ways to do what they've always done um you know so i just i always love watching your journey watching you grow and watching you advance bro it's really it's really been dope to see what you've been able to come up with um, you know, thanks so much for coming through here with me and uh, spending some time sharing some knowledge about what you do. I'm sure people are going to be looking you up. So, you know, make sure you check out Remy. Thanks again, brother. I appreciate you. Thanks for the opportunity, man. Well, that's going to be it for the second episode of the Canoe Creative Spotlight. Thanks again to Remy for dropping in and talking to us. And make sure you keep up with him and all the links we provided down below. As for us, you know what we need you to do. Leave us a like, subscribe to our channel, and download Canoe if you haven't already to make sure that you are always connected to the creators near you. This has been Chris from Canoe telling you to always and forever connect, collab, create.